Hello, soccer fans. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Fantasy Doctor Soccer Podcast. We are your hosts, physical therapy students Berg, here with myself, Andy Serafin. Hello, hello, hello. Here at the Fantasy Doctors, we use our expertise in the world of sports, as well as medicine, to bring you the most up-to-date injury news. Berg, how are you doing today? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm just just ready. I'm I'm, I'm very happy today. Both of my team won. Um, We got, what's his name? Mohamed Salah. Um, He was his party. He threw a party on the pitch yesterday, which was <laughs> absolutely amazing. Ronaldo came back with, you know, four goals today. I mean, I can't complain, man. I'm, I'm doing great. Ronaldo <laughs> had four today. Yeah, he had four today. Man, I was having a good day until I heard that, but <laughs> good for Slowly him. Good to see you, in. man. Slowly closing in. That is true. Just in time, as usual. <laughs> All right, we got a few injuries today, not too many today. So what we're going to do, actually, is we're going to give you guys a quick injury update, and then we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun because we're going to talk about the UCL draw. We're going to talk about who we think is going to win and all the implications of that. So why don't we start with this injury out of Liverpool, right? Yeah, Emery Chan. Emery Chan um, is out with a back injury, which is – I I usually find this interesting because – you don't see a lot of back injury in soccer. So whenever I see this, I, I start to worry a little bit because it, it's a back injury. You know, it, some of them can take a while depending on the nature. If it's musculoskeletal, if it's just muscle, it could take, you know, you just need to rest a little bit and get the inflammation to go down. But in, and then in some other case, like, um, um, I don't know if you remember, Natalio, fine. Remember, Klein, Klein had a back, um, he had a back problem. He had to have surgery. So I'm always a little bit concerned every time I see back injury. But for Emerson, I don't think Klopp said it's not really a big injury. He's expecting him to return maybe next week. He just need to. I, I believe it's, it's some muscle involvement, and he needs to, you know, take a little bit of break, you know, maybe not participate into training so that, you know, things can come down a bit, and then he can go back in the pitch again. Um, that's about what I have for Emre Chan, which is, um, well, since if he's not going to be able to play, I'm going to be a, a bit interesting on the on the squad and how they're going to rotate it. Because um, geez, he's, uh, maybe a- Adam Lalana can actually play in this spot, and then they can rotate with, um, actually, which not, oh, I can never pronounce his name. Oh, Wijnaldum, Wijnaldum. The W guy. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Hopefully we're not butchering. If there's Liverpool fan here and fan of this guy, just please don't kill us. We're struggling right now to actually yeah. say his name. But yeah, if he, maybe he can actually play a little bit, of, um, play a little bit, um, rotate the squad and put, will now jump on the, what is that, the left side. Then play Lalana, then have Anderson as um, defend, um, defensive midfielder. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But you know they have they have people that can um, take on the spot. But going a little bit on that, though, I wanted to ask you: if he might be gone next year. Yeah. Yeah, and he's such a vital player for Liverpool. Right? He 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 hustles. He plays defensively, and. I just think it's a big loss. I think they should have renewed the contract. I, I don't know. 
I think it was a thing more so that the player wanted to leave. So they're kind of. Oh, you want? Really? Um, yeah, I think he's the one that wants to leave. I'm not too sure, so don't quote me on that. But I'm pretty okay. sure he's the one that wanted to leave. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. So we, we know that we know that Liverpool have kind of like the the depth to kind of fill in for this loss. But do you think that even so, because Emery Chan is a very very skillful player, do you think that they might lose in the aspect of the people that are going to be playing in this place aren't as good, or do you um, think I'd, it'll be okay? Um, I think they're gonna lose a little bit in terms of the defensive um, industry in the midfield. Because Chan does a lot of, he, he covers a lot of ground and he, he sometimes does box to box and cover players and, and whatnot. He does a little bit of defensive work, even though he, he, he's a little bit, even though I see him playing in terms of, you know, going forward and attacking, but he does a lot of defensive work too. So with him gone, now the team's going to change a little bit. Yeah. I think next year with, um, what's his name? The new signing. The African guy that's playing Leipzig, his name. <laughs> yeah, I think with with him gone and Nabi and Nabi Keita coming in, I think the team's gonna be even more forward-minded than um, how they how they are now. And yeah. um, I'm curious to see who's gonna pick up some of the defensive work and do some of the dirty work in the midfield because Anderson can't do it by himself. No, I don't think so. He's definitely going to need some help in that aspect, yeah. Um, okay, so moving on to Chelsea. It's been revealed that Thiago Coutois picked up a, wait for it, hamstring injury. Um, the uh, Chelsea goalkeeper will be out go. for most likely somewhere between two weeks and six weeks. Um, and, yeah, he has a backup goalkeeper coming in in Willy Caballero. Um, Caballero. Caballero coming from he was actually on Manchester City um, a few seasons back before that he played for Malaga and huh. I got a chance to see him play versus Barcelona one time and he he's got some quality he's a very quality driven goalkeeper um, so don't be surprised if you see him pull off a few big saves so keep an eye out for that I, you know you know my theory is um, Coutois is um, taking a little bit of break not just from the hamstring injury but from a mental aspect because of what Messi did to him. <laughs> Messi did to him this week. What if Messi gave him his hamstring injury? Messi probably gave him just two, two nutmegs, man. Like, one nutmeg is fine, but two nutmegs, it's crazy. Oh, you know, you can see it in his face. He was super disappointed. Yeah. Uh, he, he let the team, oh my God, I let the team down. It's two nutmegs. Yeah, but may, maybe a break could do some good for him, though. I mean, yeah, a break could do a little good. Listen, a break could, ah, mentally, maybe. Um, I think Kutua, no one's um, arguing about the fact that Kutua's spot might be actually get taken. It, it, it's not a Mignolet kind of issue. Kutua is very, very, very good. And, you know, Caballero might be good, but, you know, he can't replace him, so. It's one of those situations where I think, you know, break will be good for him mentally. And when he comes back, you know, hopefully he comes back at full fit, 100%. Yeah, definitely. And, and the reflexes is still sharp. 
And going back to that that match between um, Barcelona and Chelsea in that game, Sergio Busquets, who some think is the best defensive midfielder in the world, actually uh, broke his toe. I would, I would. Um, actually, you know what? I was gonna say I disagree, but no one, no one does what he does. I mean, if you no, if you think no about it, if you think about it, he's probably the best, the best CDM in the game right now. He's good. He benched Yaya Toure when he was at the age, when Yaya Toure was in his prime, and he was at the age of 20, I believe, 20 or 21. And he's been starting for Barcelona ever since. So Yaya, Yaya Toure had some tension. That is true. That is very true. So if, if Pep would need any reason to bench Yaya Toure, he would take it. <laughs> Especially when you have Sergio Busquets, who was a promising CDM at the time. Yeah, Pep really was going to jump on that. Mm. I'm not, not surprised. But, yeah, he's the best CDM in the game right now. Uh, it's, it's, you would just say it's a big loss for Barcelona. I know they have squad depth, but if you watch a lot of Barca games, you, you probably know this more than I do. Yeah, he, he is a very valuable player in that he does so much off the ball that I think most people don't realize. Um, he is the shadow behind this team. He's the one that's doing all these interceptions. And ever since Xavi left, he's kind of been that outlet in the midfield wherever um, we don't have anyone to give the ball to. We just give it back to him. And time after time, he always makes the right decisions. And he never makes mistakes. And you really never notice him while he's on the pitch. But that's almost a good thing if you're a center defensive midfielder because that means no, no, you're doing no. a job. I notice him. I notice him. You know what? Because he, there's certain stuff, there's certain um, traits a, a CDM has, and I don't see it in other CDM. Like Sergio Busquets has the ability to do a long, a one, you know, like a one-touch pass. Yeah. A long-range one-touch pass. Like he'll he'll give you a one-touch pass. He'll give you the ball like. From the the CDM area all the way towards the six yard box accurately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't see. I, I don't think I've seen CDM do that. Only him can do that. See, and I think you, you you're right. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes when you play, and that's how that's how you win games. Make few mistakes. So I think the reason behind that is um, most. I don't think most people know this. When um, Busquets was in the academy with Iniesta. They actually played the same position. They both played attacking midfield. Really? Yeah, and he shifted wow. backwards as he aged. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a he's got a more of a defensive trait. I see. No, yeah. um, but going back to his broken toe, he will be out for two more weeks. The initial diagnosis was three weeks, and one week since that has passed. Um, huh. So he should be out for two more weeks, and then we should see him back in time for the. Champions League draw versus Roma, which we'll get into in a little bit. I think, I think, I don't think he was a big fracture. I think it was a, you know, a, a hairline fracture. That's yeah. probably why I don't take um, that short of window to actually heal. So, mm-hmm. That's good. That's good for Barca. Yep, definitely. And we, we do have the, the quality in the squad to back him up until he arrives. Um, it does help that the clubs are going on a international break soon so he'll get some time off from that and we also have midfielders in Andre Gomes and um and a few Barcelona B players such as Carles Adlenia who might finally get their chance to shine in the Barcelona midfield so 
Look out for them. It must be tough, man, to be an upcoming player in Barcelona where you're not really (laughs) getting a chance to play. Yeah. There's so much quality. Yeah, and, and especially these days, I mean, it seems like not only Barcelona, but clubs around the world, you, you have to spend in order to compete. And, oh, man, yeah, you do. And the managers, yeah. they're under so much more pressure to play these signings because they're half-billion, quarter-billion-dollar investments these days. So so much money. Speaking of money, let, let, let's, let's, dive a little bit, let's dive a little bit into um, – the English Premier League matches, match fixtures, right? Uh, two weeks ago, we talked about how the English Premier the English League is going to allow players to take a winter break, mm-hmm. which is, I thought it was ironic because the winter break is set, set up to be in February instead of January when most of the injury happened. So I, I you know, I, I'm do, I did some research and I'm looking around and trying to figure out, I asked myself, why did it take the league such a long time to come up with this decision? You know, so every other leagues have done it, but never them. So I started, you know, asking questions. Then, you know, my question led to following the money. Mm. So I decided to follow the money. (laughs) Always a good track to go on. Always a good track, man. So I have here, it says the English Premier League Club so far, I've paid, so far this season, they've paid 120, 134 million euro in wages just to enter the player. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we got, we got a bunch of guys who gave them a sad contract. They injured, they're not playing, but yet they're still shedding, still giving them money. They're still giving them money. That's shedding money. And it, it, Manchester United, of course, it's topping the list of that. It's Manchester United is topping that list in terms of giving, um, paying players that are injured because they have a lot more quality players there. And each one of those players' contracts, you know, it, it's an expensive contract. Those guys get paid a lot of money, so obviously they're going to shed a lot. And then I'm just looking at overall cost of injury, right? Cost mm-hmm. of injury throughout the year. So. It says here that they're on track to surpass last year's total sum of 175 million for the whole season. So that's how much the league is spending in treating injuries, right? I think in 2015, I think he reached a 200 million euro. Wow. Yeah. So and then I'm like, huh? No, if 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 there's a there's a there's a pattern here every year. More players are getting injured. More players are getting injured. And the more players that get injured, the more money that the club is wasting. The club is losing money. Just knee injury alone is, is the costliest to players. Because knee injury accounts for $36.7 million mm-hmm. that's, that's how much it costs the team. Yeah. And if every player, if, if a number of players get hurt in a team, if it's a knee injury, it will cost the club about $36.7 million throughout the season. Um, I, I wanted to find out how much, in, how much hamstring injury costs to rehabilitate, <laughs> but I couldn't find it. But keep in mind, but just to give you context, there's been 91 occurrence of injury, um, hamstring injury so far. Well, not so far, 
the, the, that report is in February. From opening game to February, there's been 91 hamstring injury in the English Premier League. Mm, wow. And yeah. And so far in 2018, just 2018 alone, there's been 129 injuries. Wow. 129 injuries, all those injuries cost money, right? 45 injuries reported in March, some are serious and some very little. <laughs> those numbers are insane. It, it, it's insane. Like 5 million euros spent on cost of injury alone in March in the Premier League. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, lot, of, it's a lot of money that's been shut. So I think the reason why um, the English Premier League is opting to give those guys a break in a winter is just no one, it, it benefits the players, they can rest, avoid injury, but it also helps the league as well secure more money. Because the less injured player they have, the less money they're going to spend in rehabilitation and all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. And, and we know um, I think what we might see going forward is um, there's always a little bit of tensions, right, between international club or international teams and clubs in terms of calling players up and things that like is, that. That is, that, I forgot about that aspect as well. Yeah. So I think we might see some, maybe some more collaboration between these clubs and these teams in that they might work with each other to make sure that they're not calling up the same player game after game. Because if you can get even 10 days at rest where you can just stay home and relax, that really would help in the long run rather than flying from, let's say, if you're Lionel Messi flying, from Spain to Argentina, back to Eastern Europe in like a short 10-day period. And those, those time zone change actually, you know, hit you, hit you more. It's just <laughs> get you fatigued. And when you're fatigued, that's when the injury happens during the game. Yeah, definitely. And we know Pep, Pep has come out a bunch of times criticizing the league and the media for not protecting their players that much, criticizing the, the, the league, the match fixtures. In January and December, you have like three games in a week, which is a lot of game. And you know how it is in the English community; it's very physical. What do you What do you think about What do you think about this idea? Right. So the reason why they have so many games in December, January is mostly because of Boxing Day, and they say it's very, very good for TV ratings. Right. For what? For TV ratings. Oh, of course. That's where all the money is at. That's where all the TV is at in England. So what if they do a thing almost like what the NBA does for Christmas where they choose who in advance, it won't be random, but they'll choose who plays on what day. So that way you can kind of stagger it in advance. So you'll get plenty of TV money because you can schedule, let's say you can have a lineup of Man City, Man United on one day, and you can plan to have Arsenal Tottenham the next day and maybe Merseyside Derby on the following day. Um, do you think that maybe that might be a good idea to kind of pull from another sport? Hmm. That could be a good, good idea. Yeah, I mean, it won't be random. It'll take some coordination, but I think that it is an option. Yeah, why not? And listen, anything to get those players a rest, man. It's yeah. tough yeah. out here. Mm-hmm. And it also brings in money. Christmas Day on NBA and Thanksgiving and NFL, they both bring in tons of money. So I think it might be a good idea to adopt. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, 
those leagues been doing their thing for years. It's going to take them a while to change. I'm actually very surprised that they want to do this. Well, actually, I'm not surprised after I look at how much money I do to lose <laughs> all these injuries. I'm just surprised that it took them this long. Yeah, yeah that is very it. true. All right, so that's really it for injuries and news of that stuff. Um, let's talk about some UCL action. So yes, it looks like our four, our four ties are kind of set up. Why don't we go through one by one, and we'll both give you our hot take on them and see so if we first, first off, man, first of, why, why do they have to pin the English team together? See, listen, why? I, think, why? I think you're noticing it now, but the Spanish teams have been matched up against each other for I don't even know how long now. It's got to be at least five, six years of really? two Spanish teams in the quarterfinals. Yeah, they always play each other. So I'm just glad that they finally got the chance to kind of spread apart and take on the rest of Europe. Wow. I don't think I noticed. I never noticed that. I'm, <laughs> I mostly don't care about the Spanish team. <laughs> but even though they've been dominating Europe for the past five years. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous. When Between Sevilla and Atletico Madrid, they Sevilla, have won. Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, the past, Madrid, yeah. they, they, they've dominated Europe. Yeah. And they are continuing to do so. And it's going to be interesting to see the TV money come in for that. Because I think they're having a new deal coming in pretty soon for the Champions League, which is completely separate from the domestic leagues. So what kind of of deal? What kind of deal? um, A new TV deal for the Champions League. Um, because that money is completely separate from the Premier League and La Liga money. I know that. Uh, Yeah, I know that. But which... New oh wow new networks coming in that's crazy yeah I guess between every country in the world I think they're doing a new deal sooner that money's coming eventually so it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of gets split up but why don't we start with um your two favorite or one of your favorite teams um Liverpool drawing Manchester City what do you think of that I I have um I want to be optimistic here but Seeing the defense nowadays, I, I don't think I don't think we're gonna make it through, man. I mean, I don't think we're gonna make it through. Mm. I don't be pessimistic, but our attack is very good. But how can our defense keep up? And we've proven time and time again that we we, we couldn't keep up in, in, with the big teams, you know. And we play in Manchester United. We didn't win. Oh, well, I forgot what the score was when they were playing Manchester City. Well, you guys did beat Manchester City earlier on in the season, right? I think oh, I was yeah. in. Early on in the season, yeah, I was creaming, but that was a long time, bro. That Things is true. Changed. Things have changed. Well, here, here's what I think about it, right? You have a team in Liverpool who is obviously very offensively talented in right. Mo Salah and Bobby and Mane, and you have the same in Manchester City. But what really separates the two teams is defensive midfield and back, right? Exactly. And I think that in that aspect, um, Manchester City do have the edge. But if this was a one-game tie, let's pretend it was a one-game tie, right? I think Liverpool would have a chance because it would just – if they could oh, – yeah. if, the if, if it was just one game, it yeah. would have been fine. Mm-hmm. It, it would have been, been a shootout. Whoever scores more goals wins. Yeah. And I and, think Liverpool, Liverpool has that reputation. They have that culture where they win, they win those games. They win those games late minutes. So I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. But if it's 
if it's, it's two legs it's against Pep Guardiola, it's a round, it's a, it's a round game. It, it, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. Like, I don't see them. I was telling somebody, I think I don't see them winning this. It might be a draw the first game, but the second game, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. And Pep Guardiola is one of the best managers in, I, in the world um, overall, but especially coming off of a loss or a bad result, he responds yeah. so well. Yeah, so well. I don't think that they'll be able to win over two legs against Pep Guardiola and all the talent they have in Manchester City. Hey, I would love, I would love for them to prove me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, and the I thing would love is, if, if Liverpool do win this game, um, it's not outside the realm of, of possibilities to think that they couldn't win the whole thing because Manchester City are one of the best in the world and other clubs are having issues. Um, even Real Madrid, like they're, they're looking very convincing right now. But um, I that think, can change I think you know, what's at stake here, I think Manchester City has more to lose than Liverpool because they hired, they hired Pep just to make it through the last stage of the Champions League. That is true. That they, there's a lot at stake here for Manchester City. They spend, they've been spending, they've been shedding a lot of money over the years yeah. just to be contenders in a Champions League. So there's a lot more at stake here. That is Liverpool, very true. Yeah, but I can see Men City, the way Men City has been spending money, it's not like Liverpool. That is very true. I mean, Manchester City, if you think about it, they've been spending money to close, like close to a decade now, actually. Yeah. Just spending money left and right, hundreds of euros or hundreds of millions of euros every transfer window. So definitely a lot of pressure yeah, on Pep in that it's, aspect. It's, it's, it's crazy to me how, how much money you need to spend over the course of many years just to be a top club. Yeah. It takes that's why that's why I command club like Atletico Madrid and Sevilla. They don't have a lot of money, but they're dominating you. They're still here. They're it's always here. around. It just shows you that sometimes there's a there's a different money is not always the answer. Yeah, I th- I think I saw a stat that in the last transfer window, the net spending, so the total spend minus the total um, money that came in from selling your players, I think Sevilla spent in total $17 million last window. And wow. here they are in the final eight. So $17 million, which is absolutely nothing. That's like that a penny peanuts, yeah. in, in, in the transfer market. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah. Let's talk about Barcelona now. Barcelona drawing Roma. Um, what do you think about that one? Come on, come on. Bro, <laughs> Bro come on. The <laughs> come only, on. I would say the only, the only chance that Roma has is in Edin Zeko. He is about 6'5". So what if, I mean, Italian teams are very good at parking the bus. What if they park the bus the whole time and you get a late You cannot park the bus when you play against Barcelona. Every time you play with Barcelona, you got to come at them and you got to want to slit their throat. That's how you should play against Barcelona. You're going to sit down, it's already over. That is true. That is very, very true. You got to play attacking football. Italians, great in terms of a defensive culture, but you got to come out to play. You got to come out to play, especially against Barcelona. Especially Mm -hmm. against Barcelona. With the tiki-taka going on, bam, 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 Messi swiveling in the box, 
even there's even if there's eleven players in the back, he's gonna swivel and find his way to what happened now when you score a goal. So, so it's, this, this, yeah. is, this is what I've been seeing all three yes. years. Yes. When when team play against Barcelona, like if, especially Italian team. No, actually, not just Italian team. Most teams in general in the Champions League, except except for Bayern, they they close down. They 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 turn up their defense. Very little space, right? Very mm-hmm. defensive minded. Bam. Somehow they get they get scored on. And sometimes it's not even the prettiest goal. Sometimes it's a rebound. Sometimes yeah. it's Messi doing some crazy thing. And then boom, one nothing. Now what happened? Now you're gonna wanna play. You're gonna oh, yeah. play. You're gonna wanna play. You're gonna open yourself up more goals. Yeah. Uh, every know. single time. Every and it seems like teams aren't learning. Um, if you close down at the back, there might be the odd chance that you do make it through, like Chelsea did in 2012. It's not, um, but you can't count on it. You can't count on it. It's not a matter of not learning. That's just your best bet. <laughs> that, that is just your best bet. You either you so you know, Real Madrid can play that kind of football, but yeah. they're not even play. They're not even gonna play that against Barcelona. So, for example, I, I the 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 best um, Barcelona, I mean Real Madrid team I've seen play against. Well, you know the the Galacticos were pretty amazing. But when Mourinho was playing, was a manager there, I've seen it done. Dave Mourinho has done this. He had three fast players up front. Yeah. Right. So and then he tied up his defense. He let Barcelona play. Let Barcelona do whatever. Then the moment they lose the ball. Pass the ball to the wing. Let Ronaldo go. Let oh, yeah. You got to – you play counterattack. Mm-hmm. Who does Roma have that can play that, – that can play um, – that can run really fast and play, you know, this kind of counterattack game? They had – they had Salah. They had him. <laughs> they had Salah. <laughs> what a mistake it was because they could have used him. They, they could have used him really, really bad right now. Because he's one of those of, few players that can actually – have an impact and kind of even oh, yeah. embarrass this Barcelona oh, defense yeah, and just bro. his pace alone and his, his confidence alone, and quality bro. in the box. And you know why? If they had Salah, it would have worked because who's on the who's who would be covering um, Salah? I mean, that, I think the Jordi on Alba. The back, it'd be Jordi Alba who Jordi Alba, right? His... So, Jordi Alba is fast, but Salah is as fast, and Salah is. Wrong. He is strong, and Jordi Alba gets caught up on the pitch a lot. Um, he gets a caught lot. up attacking, so a lot. So and even if win? even if Salah switches over to that the the left hand side, he could be against Sergio Roberto, and everybody knows um, that he's not the fastest <laughs> player. Bad has proven this. Yes, he has. has well, I can't say that. That's not fair because Bell is fast. I mean, Salah, I believe Salah right now is just as fast as Gareth Bale was. Oh, if, if not faster. I haven't oh, yeah. seen Gareth Bale, you know, take off like that in a while, especially because of um, all these injuries that have been happening, that, that's been happening to him. But yeah, Roma, I don't know. I, we don't want to, for, for the listeners, we don't want to butcher it. But we don't watch, I don't watch a lot of Roma games. I don't know if you do. I'm probably gonna have to look at the squad to see who they they're gonna have, but I think it's gonna be the traditional tying up the defense, and I don't know who's who's gonna play. 
Are they going to play at, in camp? No, or are they going to play at Roma, my friend? Honestly, I didn't look mostly because I don't think it's going to matter. <laughs> that is but, um, yeah, like you said, I really don't watch too much Serie A, but I'm going strictly off of their performance in the Champions League this past few years, which they've, they've had a few good runs here and there to um, in the Europa League as well as in the Champions League. Just making it out of the group stage alone is an accomplishment, but I don't think they have strictly the quality of players to match Barcelona, yeah. especially in a two-legged tie. No, it, it's sad, bro. All right, switching but, over. I would love to be proven wrong. <laughs> ah, no, no, we can't be happy. I would love to be proven wrong, even though I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love that. So let's switch over um, from Roma to Juventus, Big drawing game. Real Madrid. Big game, revenge game. What, what, do, you, what do you think of this one here? Uh, that's that's going to be rough. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Madrid has asserted themselves in the Champions League. They have the big dog right now. Um, I hope that momentum is going to still be with them when they play Juventus. But I would say right now, Juventus is coming for revenge. Bro. Mm. Juventus is coming for revenge. Well, we'll he, here's, here's what I think. Um, they... They are coming for for revenge, right? But I don't think, again, they have the quality in their squad to kind of get the job done. They had a very steady back line last season. Some of those players you know, have left. You know what? I don't. I like Madrid's my team, but Madrid is not. Oh man, my my fan, but real Madrid fan will kill me right now. But Madrid's not Barca. True. When you play, when you play against. Real Madrid, there's a lot of space. There's I mean, a would, space would a team field. like Juventus use it though? Who's Why not? The... You have the you have Dybala, you have Dybala on the Dybala is is on fire right now. He is. That's true. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be like a two-one. It's not gonna be a blowout like the Champions League final. See, what's the Champions League? Yeah, the Champions League final wasn't a blowout, but. It's not going to be like a 3-1. It's going to be like a 1-1 one, one, or 2-1. It's going to be tough. I think, I, I think it's going to be tough. I disagree, See, I, didn't, I didn't want them. I didn't want them. <laughs> I did not want the Juventus in that state. See, I disagree. I would have I taken Juventus almost over almost any team except Roma um, just because of the fact that I don't think that they play well against teams that play with four defenders at the back. And because of that, you kind of have more in – you have less in the midfield, but more in attack, right? Because now with a team like Juventus, let's say Real Madrid get a counterattack, right? You have Ronaldo, Benzema, Bale versus only three defenders in the back rather than four. And I think we saw this a little bit in the Champions League final last year where – You said they play with three defenders? Yeah, they play with three defenders uh, in the yeah, back. That's, that's not going to happen. I, and play. the thing is, if play. you're – if you're Juventus, I don't think you can switch. I mean, you've been playing this style for a very, very long time now to just suddenly switch to four at the back instead of three. I don't know if that's the best idea. Uh, well, either way, they, they, they're going to review the tape from last year. They're going to review the tape of Real Madrid for the last game, and they're going to make some defensive adjustments. Because that is if, true. If they're going to run with three defenders in the back, it's, it's going to be a wrap. 
Yeah, none of them are none of them are super agile, right? And with players like Ronaldo, who has obviously slowed down, but he still has some pace in him. With players like Asensio, who seem to get faster and faster every week. And, yeah, every week. I yeah. This kid. And I'm like, and, hmm, he's the future. Yeah. Everyone said Isco was the future, but I don't know. And players like Asensio and Isco and, and Marcelo, they are so well or so good at stretching that back line because – you cannot leave them open out on that left or right hand side. You have to go and cover them. That's that's why I like Madrid, man. It's just that Marcelo is, I think, like Real Madrid, like biggest. I don't say biggest player, but in terms of like performance on the pitch, he provides so much. In terms of attacking, yeah, because he can get by one or two people and opens up, you know, space for other people. Yeah, I, agree. And, I don't see that many left back do that. And even when he crosses the ball, it's not any random oh. cross, right? It, oh, it goes directly not. to the target. No, it's like, oh, oh, you want it, you want it in that shining spot on your forehead? Yeah. Oh, your, the the right one? Okay, okay, I got you. <laughs> I got you. He has so he's, much quality. He's, he's, he's really, he's really good. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I did not, I never expected him to be that great. You know, when he came, you know, Coberto Carlos was about to be retired and he, he came in. I'm like, hmm, another Brazilian, huh? Let's see, let's see how. <laughs> but he, he's been at that spot for years now. And you know why. Yeah. More for his attacking skill than his defensive <laughs> skill, of course. And, yeah, so those are kind of our previews on those games. Well, we wait, do have no, a we, few we more. Forgot, we forgot Bayern. Bayern, Bayern versus Sevilla. Do you think Sevilla has a chance? <laughs> I'm hoping Sevilla has an upset. What are those games going to be an upset? I don't. I don't think so. What are those games going to be? There's always an upset in that group in that stage. What are those games going to be an upset? I, I really hope, don't think so. I just so. hope it's either Barca or Bayern. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm hoping for. I think that the only reason I thought. Sevilla would beat Manchester United is the quality going forward. Um, I think Sevilla had a better attacking mindset in that. But if you yeah. compare it to, to what Bayern up. are rolling with, I you don't think up. it's going to be close. Yeah. Ben had a Ben 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 had a Ben Yedder had a good run, but I don't know. I don't know if he can do that against the, the back line of Bayern. Uh, yeah. So. Who, who's in your final four? Right now, I have Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Juventus – or no, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, and Manchester City. And I would love to see um, that's, that's the thing. That's, 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 what, that's, that's my matchup, too. That's, that's what I have in mind. And in terms of matchups after that, I would love to see Barcelona versus Manchester City to see Barcelona <laughs> go up against oh, yeah. Guardiola, right? Yeah, I would love to see that. You know what? I think we're going to get that. I Actually, think no, might. wait. What am I saying? No. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to – Liverpool Liverpool needs to win. So. <laughs> needs to win. But, uh, yeah, but a uh, Man City against Barca, that will be a bigger game. Yeah, that'll and that would game. leave Bayern Munich versus Real Madrid, who always turn out love, to have very interesting games. So. I would love to see how um, they're going to – figure a way to, to stop Messi and Coutinho. Actually, Coutinho can't play. Oh, yeah, he can't. You're right. He but even just like... Yeah, they're going to stop him. 
the, this whole Barcelona squad is built on the mentality that Pep Guardiola kind of instilled a few years ago. So to see him try to beat pretty much not the exact same team he created, but certainly the same style. Um, I think that'll be very interesting to it's see. It's the same style. It's, it's literally the same style. I think that would be one Nothing of the most. Changed, man. Yeah. I think it'll be one of the most beautiful two-legged ties that we will ever see. So I really do hope that happens. And I actually won an El Clasico final. This hasn't happened in a very long yeah, time. Yeah, uh, people are going to be upset. But listen, they'll be upset, but they'll be people watching. People are going to be upset. No, we're going to be – a lot of people will be upset. And it goes on both ends. Either Madrid win or either Barca win, a lot of people are going to be upset. But, <laughs> but I, can't, I can already see the ratings. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. El Clasico Champions League final? Are you serious? Mm -hmm. What a way to end the season going into the World Cup, right? When you think you can kind of relax, but nah, that game is going to be... Nope. Yep. So that's that's who I want. Who do you want? Um, I would rather not have Barca and and Madrid in the final. I'd rather not have that because, you know, I might be hiding for like weeks. (laughs) <laughs> if I see him lose, so I, I, it's too. It's, it's one of those things where you ever watch a game and you're so invested, like your hand gets numb, you get yeah. really cold, <laughs> you sweating, and you fold at the same time. Like you don't even want to do anything. You go to the bathroom to pee, it's like cursing, cursing the team. Now you blame you getting off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why they score on your team, like it's 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 uh, those those glue to the couch game. I don't like so much at stake. You feel like you're part of the game. Yeah, that is very you know, true. I, my my in the in the past, you know, when I was younger, I could handle those games, but now, fam, I I can't handle those games anymore. <laughs> my heart can't. Yeah. So, um, I would also I wouldn't mind to see Liverpool in the final. I really wouldn't mind. They do play beautiful football, and I wouldn't they mind seeing them. Football. Bro, did you see Salah? Yesterday, bro. Oh, my God. Did you see Salah yesterday? I did not get a chance to, but tell me what happened. Oh, please, please. Just watch the, I, watch the, watch the highlight. All right. Yeah. And everybody listening, watch the highlight, too. Watch the highlight, bro. It's like Messi in a box. I'm not even kidding. Like, he, the, way, the way he cuts, like, he cuts this dude. And then I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Usually when you cut somebody, there's a little bit of weight shift. Like he cut the dude. That was no weight shift. Like, he was just <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, the way he, you, when you're short like that, you know, it's, you have an advantage, too. He is such a quality player in the box. And he kind of does have a messy kind of um, glow to him in the box because he kind of – no, like, like you said, he doesn't really cut people. He kind of just – jumps and teleports from spot to spot just leaving exactly. players on the floor and then i'm like oh my god i'm like how are you not seeing how do you know this wasn't coming how do you know this was this was coming you know it was gonna cut to his left and then he'll do this he cut to his left and then he cut to his right and because he's so fast like he's able to like cut and do a long cut and then run after the ball leave people behind yeah it, it's crazy man i hope it's, 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 it's the way he's playing right now, I'm kind of scared because those kind of performance, man, that, that makes teams like Barcelona 
and Real Madrid come calling. Exactly. And how, how you know, helpful would, would Mo Salah be on Real Madrid right now? He could kind I, of be what Gareth Bale used to be for them. Man, stay in Liverpool. Man. Don't you, <laughs> you can stay in Liverpool. Madrid's my team too, but you know, there, there's a lot, there are a lot of players that move to Madrid and, and don't make it. That is true. It's, it's a whole other world over there. And especially with, with Ronaldo there, with his ego, always wanting the ball. I don't think. I think Salah is playing in a team in, in a in, in a team right now that's very team based. As in in Real Madrid, like usually you see, all right, cross the ball to Ronaldo. Cross. They play in a lot of crosses at Real Madrid. With mm-hmm. Salah there, there's not gonna be a lot of crosses. Yeah, true. I can that's I can already true. see it. With Salah there, there's not gonna be a lot of crosses from the left side, and maybe crosses from the from 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 the, from the right side, and maybe crosses coming from the left, but not a lot of crosses coming from the right because you know Salah's going to want to cut in the box and shoot. Now you run into this problem with Ronaldo not receiving crosses, and now you get, you know, players. The Spanish press going to come out and say Ronaldo's not happy, just like they did when Bale first came out. I don't think it's the right environment for him right now. I think if Ronaldo wasn't there, it would have been a perfect move, but Hmm. not now. Uh, no. And they don't need him in Barca anyway. Yeah, very true. There, there's a rumor that Barca wanted. And I was like, no, they don't. They don't need. They don't need another left footer <laughs> <laughs> in yeah. Barcelona. All right, last thing before we go, um, we'll do just one rumor this week. I'm hearing rumors of Lewandowski to Real Madrid. Um, he is going to be 30 at the start of next season. What do you think? Um, what do you nope. think your, your price limit would be on this nope. transfer if you're Real Madrid? That's, first of all, that's not going to happen. He's already 30 <laughs> years old. 30 years old, right? What are you going to do? Ronaldo's like, what, 33? Come on. It's well, not going to happen. Here's what I think. Um, if there is a striker that can really get the best out of Ronaldo's final years at Real Madrid – I think it would be Lewandowski just because not only is he a great striker, but he's also a top class playmaker, right? He's so good with the ball at his feet. So yeah, I think it might be um, a little bit of a risky investment if they decide to do so, but that's kind of my take on it. 30 years old, man. Come on. They're not, Madrid's not, especially with Ronaldo leaving, like they need, they need another rising, they need another rising star to actually come and that's when, uh, yeah, that's where Neymar will be clutch. Neymar come right now. Neymar will be clutch. To I don't think that's Ronaldo gonna happen. As the as the star in Real Madrid, Real Madrid, but that's not gonna happen. Lewandowski is probably gonna retire as a as a as a Bayern player. That's not, I don't know, thirty years old. That's not gonna happen. But right. they're waiting for um. I, who was that? Last year they signed this Brazilian guy named Valicious. Oh, I have heard about him. Yeah, he's, he's supposed to come next year, and <laughs> apparently he's is the big is a big deal. Apparently, we'll see though. I have not watched any game from him. I've seen highlights, and you know our highlights always make you look so much better. Yeah. So I don't have perspective, so I don't know. But if Real Madrid is willing to invest, making this kid come, he he's probably good. That is true. All right. Well, that is it. We have, uh, that is all we have for this week. I just want to thank you all for listening today to 
our episode of the Fantasy Doctor Soccer Podcast. I am Andy Serafin. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter with at the football physios, football with a U. And Berg, what's your handle? You can follow me on the Soccer Obsessed. It's, I'm, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, and I'm on YouTube as well. It's the same, the Soccer Obsessed. So be sure to follow both of us as well as the Fantasy Doctors. And if you're interested in hearing injury news about other sports like NFL, NBA, um, even MLB starting up again, be sure to tune into those podcasts as well.